The estate planning team is an Ohio registered investment advisor. The following is for informational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any securities or financial products. Be sure to consult with a qualified financial advice and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. You have financial goals and dreams. We can help you achieve them. Welcome to Financial Food for Thought, the show that answers all the questions on how to maximize your lifestyle and preserve your wealth. Good morning, everyone. You're listening to Financial Food for Thought. We're here every Saturday morning on 1420 AM between 9 and 10. We're a financial educational talk program here to give you helpful information about issues that may impact your financial life, whether you're working or already in retirement and concerned about inflation, market volatility, healthcare costs, taxes, and how to create the income you need as tax efficiently as possible and address possible financial disruptors that can occur and just putting yourself in in the best place possible. um, One of our philosophies is hope for the best plan for the worst. So you know how to adjust. And this program is sponsored by the estate planning team. And the estate planning team is an affordable fee-based Ohio registered fiduciary planning firm. It's been around more than 35 years in the greater Cleveland area. And what we're known for is comprehensive custom financial plans. We're like traditional financial planners, numbers crunchers, and we provide people objective and biased analysis when they're faced with choices like timing of Social Security, pension election, IRA, company plan, distribution planning, Roth conversions, and so much more, and, and trying to keep get people to get the most net benefit from the financial choices they make. We also are known for coordination of advisors and believe that Different kinds of advisors are important when you're building your financial plan, and it's good to have a team um, looking at your best interest and getting your best results possible. And we're not investment advisors. We either have clients that do investing on their own and need help with other financial pieces um, and number crunching more than what you get on that software through those some of those do-it-yourself investment advisors. Or we have clients that have investment advisors that we believe in coordinating and talking to them. And certainly this time of year, we're talking to tax preparers with our clients and making sure things are done correctly and using our checklist, which we've talked on the radio show before, um, making sure the tax planning piece and uh, as far as with their CPA or enrolled agent um, or their advisors already. And that's what we do at the estate planning team. And we also offer a free consultation if you're someone who wants to learn about our services, what we can do and how we can help. We do those by phone or in person. There's no pressure or obligation either. You can call 440 440- Two three nine twenty ninety. That's four four zero two three nine twenty ninety. Or visit financialfoodforthought.com. All right. So, Carrie, you might be wondering why I'm playing the Mission Impossible theme song, and because I'm going to give you a, if you choose to accept the mission, Carrie, mm-hmm. can you make our listeners smile? By the end of this show, mm, I because don't know. there's not too much to smile about these days. I would agree, and I think a lot of people are discouraged. I think a lot of people are upset. I think a lot of people are looking at the worst case scenario is now the most likely case scenario. Um, you hear a lot of negative news. You hear a lot of threatening news. Uh, you know, from the talking heads, but. I, you know, so so yes, we have or to, any headlines shoot, Mark, right? Whether you read it or risk, right? or watch it. So so, uh, Carrie, that's it. You know, make our day, Carrie. Make us smile. But yeah, anyway. so yeah. I'll try to think of some things that we could perhaps get smiling about. Um, look, you, you mentioned that the the taxes. Yeah, we're in the the March Madness, and a lot of plant. You know, a lot of things going on right now. So the shows that we've been doing in March have kind of been highlighting some of the issues that we do at every March, you know, that that when we go through the tax season and just making sure that you're crossing the T's and dotting the I's or if you're, you're not missing perhaps opportunities. So we look at the calendar and don't look now, but April 1st is coming fast, right? 
So there is April 1st is kind of a deadline, Carrie, right? And we talked about that on last week's. You can always go back and hit the podcast show. But yeah, that, that if so, if you turn 72 last year in 2021, you have, if you have not taken your first required minimum distribution yet, you have until April 1st. Now, that's not April 15th. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we still hear people, you know, new clients coming into us in that scenario. In their minds, they're thinking April 15th. Or they were told it was April 15th mm-hmm. by maybe one of their advisors who just, it's, it's a mistake that's made right. all the time. Um, it's just a slip of the tongue or whatever. Everyone thinks April 15th. Oh, that, and no, it's April 1st. That's a bad April Fool's joke by the government, we always say on this show. Also, the situation could be if, let's say you were over age 72, but you were still working and still contributing to your employer's company plan, tax qualified plan, whether that be a 401k or 403b or 457, and you didn't have to take your RMD, even though you're of age because you were still part of that plan and contributing. If you then retired, even if you retired as late as December 31st of 2021, you have until April 1st to get your first 401k or 403b right. or, you know, or qualified plan contribution out, distribution out. I was like, mm-hmm. you know. So that's April 1st. Um, also, if you're kind of county property taxes, the property tax valuation, you know, the challenges that mm-hmm. you have until March 31st if you're planning on contesting that. Um, and a lot of people are, you know, they're, they're, they're uh, because the, with this inflation, um, average value is what they said increased about 16% countywide. Um, so now how do you do that? Uh, you must file with the Board of Revision. You have to be postmarked by 4.30 p.m. on March 31st. Um, let's see, the, there are several ways to file challenges online through the BOR's website. Um, Cuyahoga County. You know, you have to, it's a long website. Okay. Um, print and fill out a hard copy of the complaint form, which requires notarization before submission. Um, request a mail form by calling the office. And I don't make too late for that. But you know, again, you could you could go to the Cuyahoga County Property Board of Revision and and if you want to do that. And then of course the big deadline is April 18th this year mm-hmm. for filing tax returns timely, right? Um, and getting any taxes that you think are due timely, you know, so even if you extend your tax return, doesn't extend the time to pay. Right. Um, you still have to get a, a, and and if you are short and you're extending, you may have to make an extension payment. So that could also be a cash flow issue. And then it also gets involved. The first quarter estimate for 2022 is due April 15th. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, those are some of the things coming up. So what are some, but some of the other things too, is that, um, what opportunities is I was saying some opportunities. So there are still things you can do to reduce last, you know, 2021's tax liability, mm-hmm. for example, funding tax deductible I- IRAs. IRA. And you have April 15th to do that. April 18th well, this year, because of the 15th falls on <laughs> it's Good so Friday. complicated. Right. Uh, it falls on a Friday, but then we immensely it's a, it's a complicated thing. I went over that a few shows, ago. right? Oh, no, I remember that, but I was yeah. thinking my head April 15th, yeah. Um, so now you could still have time to fund a Roth IRA contribution. Now, you don't get a tax deduction for that, but if you still wanted to do that, that could maybe save you taxes in the future. If you mm-hmm. get some of your money in a tax-free wrapper for the future, um, you know, as you know, you know, Roth IRAs, you don't have a required minimum distribution for later on. If you don't want, if it's your Roth IRA, right. you still have time to fund a health savings account. Okay. okay. So for we, 2021. Right. So we have a lot of times we have clients who are in, have a health savings account available to them and they may be funding it through payroll deduction right. at work, Right. Um, but they don't realize that if they, they that if they have not max if they if that payroll deduction wasn't maxed out the cap for the HSA contribution right. by December thirty first pays, they still have until this year April eighteenth to just send a check into the HSA custodian to max out if they wanted to or put more in. Now, what about Mark? Because you've mentioned before, and it's been a while. What about the spousal HSA? Right. So, and and that's one, and it's not talked about too often. No. And but there is the possibility. Um, 
you know, so. So even if I, as a single person, maxed out. Yeah, or so, I, I individually okay, let me, maxed out. Let me go over some. Let me go over some of the caps, Gary. Okay, okay, so for 2021. Now, the first question is: Sometimes we get, Mark, can I fund an HSA? Well, you have to be a, a high deductible health insurance plan. Right. So if you're not sure, you ask your HR department or your help the healthcare right who it's a company that you're working with. But okay, so for 2021, you know, because the numbers go up a little bit for 2021. So if you're single, just in the single plan. The maximum is three thousand six hundred a year, but if you're over age fifty-five, you get a catch-up of an additional thousand to take it to four thousand six hundred. If you're in the um, family plan, okay, where it's covering your spouse and maybe your children, uh, then the annual cap is seven thousand two hundred. And again, if you're over fifty-five, you get an additional thousand of eight thousand two hundred. So if you're in the family plan. You would say over age 55, it's 8,200. But if your spouse is also age over age 55 and they're not funding their own HSA, then yes, the law allows them to put a thousand to put a thousand dollars into your plan. Why it's difficult is because that's a lot of work for the HSA custodian. I do right. believe they have to separate it for all the red tape involved with the government. So they don't usually talk about that too much, but I have had clients who've talked to them about it and and, and got that done. Um, now, back to the IRA contribution. So, so those could, you may or may not be able to do that. It depends on whether you have a company plan available to you, like a 401k right. um, or not. You know, So if you do have that, then it could be phased out. So the phase out for deducting IRA contributions for taxpayers covered by a workplace retirement plan, again, for 2021, if you're single, it starts at 66000 and is totally phased out by 76000 And that's modified as just gross income, by the way. If you're married jointly, you could, uh, the phase out begins at 105000 and is totally uh, you know, uh, phased out at 125000 Okay, those numbers, by the way, are all up a little bit for 2022. But let's just worry about. And if you don't have a company plan, well, then you then you okay. So the so if you don't have if you don't have a company plan available, you're just back to the main cap for IRA contributions. So that's six thousand if you're under age fifty, or if you're over age fifty, you get a catch up of a thousand. So remember, the catch up for IRA contributions is age fifty. The catch-up for HSA contribution is age 55. <laughs> I'm not here to defend right. the simplicity, logic, or fairness of the U.S. tax code. Just here talking about the rules. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, now, the um, now if, if there's also, what about the Roth IRA contributions? Okay. So in that case, um, regardless of whether you have a company retirement plan or not, it's not based on that. The phase out, or if you can still, or when you no longer contribute to a Roth IRA, is again based on how much modified adjusted gross income you have, right? So again, for 2021, if you're single, the phase out begins at 125,000 and is totally phased out at 140,000. If you're married jointly, um, the phase out begins at 198,000 and is totally phased out by 208,000. Now. I'm going to throw one more out, eh? a couple of more ideas about the right. Now, there's also a big penalty if you're married filing separate. And we have, we have, uh, this is one of the discussion points we've had with our clients and their CPAs over the year. You know, you know, we talk about the, you know, the benefits of filing married separately, but also what, what, what do you lose in that sense? And if you were funding Roth IRA contributions, that's one of them that's hurt by married filing separately. Mm -hmm. So I said, if you're married filing jointly, your phase out for Roth contributions doesn't begin to 198,000. Carrie, if you're married filing separate, your phase out is $10,000. A little bit of a difference. Pretty much eliminating it. Right. Okay. Same same thing for if you're deducting the IRA, if you're trying to fund uh, IRA contributions, if you're covered by a workplace retirement plan, the married separate phase out is uh, $10,000. Another thing too came up, Carrie, I was working with some clients during the week, a couple during the week. And they were a new couples. So this is the first, you know, kind of year-end IRA distribution and contribution, you know, right. part of the planning, right? And they, uh, you know, for the, the the wife's company plan, they had switched over to making the Roth 401k contributions. Okay. okay. All right. Um, and this they had done that a few years ago before they ever came to work with us. Right. 
But when we were talking to them about this subject, they thought that they were barred from from funding a Roth IRA contribution if they were maxing out their Roth 401k contribution. And I said, well, no, that it, that's not the dependent. The dependent only, you know, you can you can fund the max in your Roth 401k and still fund a Roth IRA contribution as long as you're under that income max that we right. just said. And they and, and 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 just and I always say, you know, don't believe me, you know, confirm that with your CPA. And and they did, and they came back and they said, you're right. And they said, but you know, the funny thing is, no one ever told us that. Not not our CPA never told us that. Right. Um, our the 401k person never told us that. Um, our well, our that's not their job. Our investment advisor who does our other non qualified they never told us about that. But did they ask? I think that's great a great example of what we do. You know, you don't know what you don't know, and sometimes you don't know what questions to ask. But oftentimes that's our job and what we do at the estate planning team is look for those things and opportunities. And if you can chunk more of your money into a tax-free asset that's going to grow tax-free, but that's an opportunity that's going to be gone in a few weeks. Yeah. And and so, so any of those things. And, and, and so, and, and if, so if you've got, if you just have got a cash reserve build up and you're, it's not earning a whole lot um, and you could still fund possibly a tax deductible IRA or a Roth IRA or HSA and, and to get it into that tax, you know, you might want to consider doing that. Right. Um, because again, even the HSA, even if you put money into that, it's not locked up forever. You know, you can use that for right. medical expenses if you want. The idea is you might want to let it grow tax free for a while and use right. it in retirement, but you don't have to. Or you, a big you, dental you, bill. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> So let's see. So let's see what else could make um, what else could make people smile a bit, Gary. Oh, uh, I know what we can uh, what can make the uh, the, the retired uh, school teachers in Ohio happy, Gary. Okay. Um, so STRS reported this week that they are going to give a cost of living increase. Okay. Three uh, percent. Now that's been shelved for many years, right, because of mm-hmm. the, the, the recession, the Great Recession, and, and some other things. Um, but it's back. So what happened? Well, the Board of State Teachers Retirement System approved the increase at its monthly meeting. The raise will show up on retirees' pension checks on their retirement anniversary date, starting on July 1st, as the raise goes into effect for the fiscal year beginning then. Okay. Um, so does and I don't know. I, I'm. It looks like everyone's getting it. I don't know if it's based on any seniority, you know, uh, situations. But uh, and it's not every year ongoing. It's not right. permanently, but it is in place for this year, just in time, right? With the, oh, with yeah. the inflation, which um, is more than three percent, by the way. <laughs> uh, a bit. Um, all right. So let's see what else this can make. Um, well, speaking of the low interest rates, right, on your cash reserves, um, I guess this could make some people happy or smile. For the first time in a long, long time, Carrie, I opened up my Sunday, reading my Sunday paper, and I saw an ad for CD rates. Were they like 1.5%, 1%? Well, that's pretty bold, Carrie. Right. Um, but you but know, I'm saying it's some of but, them, they shouldn't even run an ad. Well, like, I mean, obviously some... they weren't for the last two oh, years. Right, but even so. I mean, so. Why, why even waste the cost of the ink? Right. Um, but no, so this is the first, so the last Sunday was the first ad I saw appear. All right. So, so uh, and it's one, one of the big banks. I'll let you, you know, research okay. the banks. But uh, so what are, what's the, what's the come on rates here, Carrie? It, it gets you excited and smiling. Okay. So for 11 months, CD special. It might make us laugh, I think. $500 minimum. Well, that may succeed if I can get anyone to laugh. I guess that's Okay, a, that, right. that's what I'm saying. Okay, so the 11 month CD, they're, spe- they're uh, advertising as a special 0.4%. Okay. <laughs> if you go 19 months, you get up to a half a percent. Wow, that's a long time to tie my money in a, in a, but a not a possible reset or with inflation. If you go 25 months, just over two years, 25 months. Okay. Point six, getting closer to your point one, <laughs> Carrie, but not quite there. 
All right. So if you are if you are willing to go out thirty nine months, okay, over three years, one point five percent. Well, there we go. There's the. So I don't know. Maybe that will uh, get you happy. Um, Let's see what else is going on. What else we can make? Um, Oh, just again, we've gotten some questions from clients. Kerry saying, "Will you know, Mark? Do you think?" That April 18th, do you think the government's going to extend that again? Remember, for the previous right. two years, they extended it. I don't think that's I happening. Don't think so. I think it's a little too late for that to happen right now. Right. I think it was a little bit of a problem that, that we still have, you know, the mess at the IRS right now because of those types of changes. Right. And I really don't know if there's a good reason to extend it. Right. Um, you know, yes, the Rona is still with us. Um, we have a war, uh, European, Eastern European war. I don't know if that's going to, I don't think, uh, I don't see a big push to extend it. I mm-hmm. think you, you have to assume that that April 18th. Uh, you can always file an extension, but the taxes are still due or an estimate of them. Right. Um, so let's see. Um, okay. Oh, well, you know, today we always tape the show on Friday, Gary. So I guess... For Catholics, there's some make you good news today. We can eat meat today, Carrie. Why now, is that? Because uh, I was going to say I I'm, was raised Methodist, but it's still Lent. Right. Well, because it's a high feast day in the Catholic Church okay. today. It's the solemnity of the Annunciation of the Lord. That's when the so Lent angel... doesn't take precedence. Well, because it's a, <laughs> it's a celebration day, you know. So so that's the that's when Angel Gabriel appeared right. to Mary and said you're going to conceive and bear and, and have a child named Jesus. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so it's a very, it's a celebratory. And so it's, you know, it's, it's, yeah. When you, you don't fast when the bridegroom is with the wedding party. Carrie, right? Right? Okay. So, 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 so the idea, because of if there's, if a Friday in Lent ever falls on a high feast day, it's a special dispensation. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's been other um, special, dispensations. you know, St. St. Patty's day. Sometimes if St. Patty yeah. days falls on a Friday so in Lent. you eat the corned beef? Sure, absolutely. <laughs> Sometimes of the bishops will give a special dispensation. Um, you know, it's going to be interesting this year because the Indians home opener is on a Friday, April okay. fr- next Friday, April 1st. Okay. So I guess you won't be able to eat, the hot dogs. You guess you get popcorn or um, nachos and cheese. The uh, you know, and, and what the whole thing about meat on Lent, I, I never really quite understood it. Now I'm I'm a Catholic, but but I mean, even from like the conspiracy where you know was you know Jesus' apostles were fishermen before right. Jesus made them fisher of men, right? But the idea was some people say, well, that's where it all came in because they wanted more people to buy the fish, so they eat. Right. You know, I don't know about that. Yeah. Um, but I mean, the whole thing about well, you know, some people it's like, well, okay, so. I'm going to be a good cat, and I'm not going to eat me. I'm going to go out and buy a $50 lobster dinner. <laughs> right. All right. Okay. Or eat um, around here, Lake Perch Walleye. Yeah. Mm, is that really reflect the Lenten spirit? I was going to say, is that really giving up when you're... That's so, as opposed to, I'm going to break the, the meat law, and I'm going to buy a $2 McDonald's cheeseburger and donate the dish difference, the $48, to the food bank. Right. I would think that'd be a little more meaningful. Uh, I don't know. But you know, I but the whole thing about but, but maybe maybe, <laughs> I don't maybe hot dogs is okay because could we say maybe it's a non meat? Yeah, or no, I think it's just the, what is it the meat left like? Well, maybe we can make a claim it's not even meat. You know, uh, because historically, well, it depends if you get now these new versions of meat. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> They're plant based meat, which um, is not meat. I'm sorry. Right, and 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 there's and there's there's. Uh, uh, precedence for that in the Catholic Church. You know, for example, Carrie, in Michigan, um, you're allowed to eat muskrat on Fridays. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, South America, Catholics may eat a, a, eat a rodent known as a as, as a capybara. Yeah, I know. Those are huge. Um, you know how big those are? Those are bigger than my dog. That could feed dog. a whole family, are you talking about? I'm thinking that could feed a... You can eat those in South America on okay. Fridays in Lent. You know, um, New Orleans, okay. Um, obviously, you can eat catfish and crawfish, but you know what yeah. else is on the what? Lenten menu in New Orleans? Alligator. You got it. Okay. Okay. Um, so, you, so, so there is some precedence for uh, what you may be gray area of are you eating meat Jeez, yeah, I was just looking. Capybaras get up to 150 pounds. That that, 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 that takes all Lent. Yeah. 
boy, you can fix it a lot of different ways. All right. Regardless of what you're eating or ate Friday for Lent, um, you're listening to Financial Food for Thought, and we're sponsored by the estate planning team, and we offer a free, no obligation, no pressure consultation if you want. We'll actually run preliminary analysis to see how we can help you and show you projections based on just preliminary numbers so you see how our process is so different and the things that we look at and the detail that we get into for our clients. And if you'd like to schedule, which we can do by phone or in person, you can give us a call at 440-239-2090. That's 440-239-2090. Or if you visit our website, that's financialfoodforthought.com. We have incentives if you come in by the end of April, whether you choose an hourly or comprehensive retainer option. And we only recommend our services if you can benefit. You can sign up for a newsletter, which will give you tax law changes and other alerts. I had a few this week and reminders that just really good, easy to understand pieces. And once we have our planning classes, there's just um, calculators and other general information there as well. And that's financialfoodforthought.com. And you're listening to Kara Waddell and Mark Donnelly here this morning. All right. Um, well, certainly something that what doesn't make us smile, and that's the gas prices, Carrie, right? Mm-hmm. So they're saying right now an extra $83 a month for Americans um, filing, you know, for the price of gas. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a lot of money. And it's a lot of money. it depends on your commute. And it's a lot of money <laughs> that isn't going to other places, Gary, right? Mm-hmm. You know, we always say that that one cent increase in gallon uh, at, at the gas pump is equivalent to about $35 billion annually spending in U.S. consumer spending. So yeah, that that's that's a very recessionary and and now there's there's talk that the government is going to give us some relief. Okay. All right. Um, and I'm not talking about what you know they did originally, which was like release the strategic reserves. No, I'm not talking about that. Or drill, baby, drill. No, I'm not talking about that. We're talking about UBI. Oh no, I uh, don't like that. All right, so gasoline vouchers, Carrie, are they on the way? All right, um, so there's been legislation present, you know, bills presented now or, or initiated. I don't know if this has any chance of passing. Um, they're talking about $300 a month. Doesn't that really, I, I think that's a slippery slope because doesn't it depend on your commute? Do you have availability to go public transportation? Uh, I don't. There's I mean, no way to monitor care. There's no way to. That's I'm, what I'm saying. I, I think it's me? a dangerous. And it, they're saying it would be like, it'd be like. Because it would go to people who don't necessarily need. Maybe they maybe they use public tra- transportation already and it doesn't even impact them. And, you know, there's a lot of different versions of it. I mean, some versions are talking about it, it kicks in if gas is above $4 a gallon. Well, how it's do they monitor there, that yeah. across the U.S.? And do they do that right. by by uh, state, by city? I think it's by just a city, bad uh, idea. By right. street corner? Okay, California's gas prices because of the extra is always going to be higher. So I would think that'd be hard to manage, and I don't like it. And is it is it over $4 in the first day of the month or the last day of the month? Do you get it if you don't work? Because really, if you don't work, yeah, that's not. What do you need gas for? Other well, than to... well, well, and a lot of people say, <laughs> do the people driving the EVs get it? Right, or yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Well, that's the whole idea of the helicopter money. Yes, they would get it because if they don't have to buy gas with it, so they're going to go out and spend it at the mom and pop shops. Which see, then it's just who's funding it? Taxpayers. It's UBI, Carrie. Right. It's terrible. It's another version. Go get a job. It's you know it, it's, it's. I'm sorry, Mark. I've worked two jobs in my life when I needed to. Like, I'm sorry. Well, the people are getting jobs, Carrie. You know, the, 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 this will make people happy. The 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 jobs jobless claims this week, the lowest since 1969. Okay. Yeah, you know. It, well, that's because yeah, but look how many jobs are still hiring that they can't find workers. That's a big problem. Right. So jobless claims came in at 187,000. Um, so, but a lot of people are saying 
Yeah, but look what happened in 1969. A lot of people see <laughs> that's when all the and that's when the great inflation started, Carrie. Right, and mm-hmm. and and and, the, and it's and it's like, are we following the same path? So in 1969, that was the last time jobless claims were this low, and then we went into the 70s with this stagflation that didn't that lasted until 1982. Right, and so a lot of people are drawing comparisons and saying, is that where we're headed right now? Um, and and that leads into you know the discussion about um, you know whether you at home if you're doing this at home believe that we're headed for a recession and if you are what you know do you need to be concerned about that all right um, in other words is it a threat to your financial model your financial plan your financial future. Especially if you were thinking about, you know, joining the great resignation and retiring in the next few years or whether you're already retired and are wondering if you can maintain the retirement lifestyle that you dreamed of with this higher inflation and and perhaps a a market downturn, a stock market downturn tied to a a global recession that comes to our shores. Um, Or perhaps you, whether you're retired or thinking about going into retirement, if you, uh, besides that, or even if you're still working, but you were trying to make a major financial purchase decision, a new home, Mm -hmm. or maybe a college education that you have to start paying for, or perhaps a child's wedding you have to pay for, or a a new automobile. You're maybe thinking of buying one of those new EVs. Right. So the idea is, all right, you know, how do you protect your family or how do you protect your peace of mind that says, you know, I know I can't do anything if we have a recession. Really, that's beyond my control. But I can change my spending. I can work longer. But do I know if I need to do those things? Or who, maybe that recession won't even impact me as far as materially on my financial plans. Or maybe we won't even have a recession. Maybe that's just talk. Right. But maybe you want to model it in to say, OK, if this recession happens and you can customize how much of a loss do you think there will be and how long of it will take for the slow recovery, will it affect my plans to retire or spend or other assumptions. Maybe I had big dreams and I just retired. So who is saying that a recession is around the corner? Not Joe Biden. And who is saying <laughs> that it's not? All right. So and, and well, we're keeping track. Right. right. Um, I was looking because there was a headline him saying everything's just great. Yeah. That the, the, the economic plans working mm-hmm. to the T. Um, okay, Janet Yellen, Treasury Secretary, saying no, no recession. Um, J- Jerome Powell, current chairman of the Federal Reserve, um, the probability of recession within the next year is not particularly elevated. That's clear as mud. <laughs> right. Um, all right. Um, then we've got uh, Goldman Sachs, who says there's a 35% chance of a U.S. recession in 2023. Um, Wells Fargo says there's a 50% chance of recession by 2023. Um, what, what do they cite? You know, the, basically the Federal Reserve, Jerome Powell, they don't have a great path right now. Right. Uh, you, you know, there's war in Ukraine. We have this runaway inflation, spiking mortgage rates and commodity prices, um, and the Rona. There's, you know, the Rona is still out there. We always talked about the financial risks of the Rona, right? Um, what did Atlanta Fred President Raphael Bostic, Bostic what did he say? Uh, no, it's in, 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 you know, in every similar case since 1960. See, now we're talking about the 1960, right? So it's in every, since, in every similar case since 1960, when the Fed has had to respond to rapid increase in inflation, the results have been a recession. They do not have a good um, winning percentage or, 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 you know, about landing a soft landing, um, meaning curving or putting a stop to the inflation without landing in a U.S. recession. That would be a hard landing carry, right? Mm-hmm. And they do it. They're successful. I think it's about one every four times, you know, it's not, not even that. Um, Morgan Stanley, what does their wealth management division say? Um, they're, they're far from calling a U.S. recession, Carrie. Okay. Um, they're saying that, you know, with the U.S. households sitting on $2 trillion in cash reserves, 
and the um, rebound, uh, you know, the possibility if we get energy independent again, you know, if we get back to those days, everything will be just fine. Um, T. Rowe Price, you've heard of them, Carrie, mm-hmm. right? They're less convinced that a recession is coming, you know, and they're arguing, you know, pent up demand and the slow restoration of global supply chains will help buoy the economy as uh, pandemic restrictions ease. And, and again, let's remind everyone what we mean by what is a, the economic definition of a recession, right? It's two consecutive negative GDP quarters. Okay. All right. Um, and that's why you, you know, the, the, and you're saying, hey, yeah, now I'm not saying that, or the, you know, the, I guess the, the individuals are saying that there's no recession coming. Uh, they're not also saying there's not going to be a lot of volatility in the stock market. I mean, right. don't confuse the two. Right. I think a lot of people confuse the two. Mm-hmm. Now, it, it's we could still have a stock market crash right? and not a U.S. recession. That's quite possible. Right. Um, now, it could go now. But typically, if we have a U.S. recession, stocks are going to be down. Right. That is correlated. Right. But then um, that's where people don't know. Are they how much risk do they really need to take on so that if there is a crash or downturn, they're not taking on risk that they don't need to. That will impact their financial life and only taking on risk necessary. OK, so uh, David Rosenberg, you know, Rosenberg Research, I found very famous. OK, well, he's saying, yeah, um, economic indicators, um, including, um, y- you know, even with the low jobless claims, um, suggests that American economy is headed for a recession, just as it was at the end of 1969. Um, But, he says, it doesn't mean that the U.S. economy is in for a repeat of the 1970s, you know, the great Mm -hmm. inflation period, Gary, right? Um, Inflation pressures driven by supply shocks from the pandemic and Russia's invasion of Ukraine will eventually abate, okay? Um, Productivity gains to drive growth, you know, and, and, you know, companies, he said in this in this they can remember the companies got stimulus money too, Carrie. Right. Um, so they've accelerated in areas of automation and stuff, you mm-hmm. know, and, and and and, you know, they're, they're going to be um, which wasn't going on in this. You know. um, so his, his conclusion is, you know, that's where the comparisons to the 1970s really fall, falls flat. Um, on its and, and on its face, and he thinks a better comparison is the temporary inflation that was seen after World War One. So he's even going back further than 1969, right? Um, now, a lot of people look at it, you know, empirical data and say, you know, what what you know the the um, and one of them is consumer consumer sentiment, you know, kind of like the self fulfilling prophecy, right? And I don't know. I, I, see, to me, see. I, if people say they're worried about it, I don't know if they really are. Well, they might be worried, but not enough to change their behavior. I think exactly. that's where you're just, there's a difference. I can be worried, but I'm not yet changing the things that I'm doing. Right. So some some economists say, don't pay attention to what consumers say. Pay attention to what they actually do. Kind of like President Trump. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I was going to say that. Uh, that's making me laugh, Carrie. Right. Yeah, um, but the... Uh, yeah, so and and so that's the idea. In other words, I don't know. And just ask yourself at home: Has you may be worried about inflation, but have you tightened your belt? Have you Made canceled your vacation plans? Have you reduced your grocery list? Have you put off making a major purchase? Mm-hmm. You know, ask yourself: um, Have you cut down? You know, are you part? Uh, have you started your? Demand destruction, right? You know, in other words, a lot of people say that's the interesting. Um, one of the other Fed chairs, uh, James Bullard out of St. Louis, Gary, right? He made an interesting comment during the week. And he said, "What scares him is that he he does not see that the big corporations are worried about demand destruction, meaning okay. th- they don't see any indication." that U.S. consumers have stopped buying their product. Okay. And so they're able to push their supply increases right to the consumer. And that worries Bullard, because if that's the case, 
<laughs> then that's the spiraling inflation that they're trying to get out of. You know, because a lot of people think the only way we're going, you know, and it's the same thing when we're, we're talking about the the king oil, yeah, and and how high is oil barrels, price of oil barrel going to go? And I said, well, until the demand goes away, why would anyone at OPEC or, or Russia or Venezuela or anyone say I'm gonna I'm gonna increase supply to lower the cost? Right. Why would they do that? Because President Biden asked them to? Mm, don't think so. All right. Regardless, you can schedule a free consultation to see if the uh, potential recession or inflation or a market volatility could impact you and what opportunities there are. Because in every economic situation and definitely when the market's down, there are opportunities and things you should be ready to take action on to get a better result and keep more of your hard-earned dollars. And that's what we do for our clients. You can call the estate planning team, take advantage of a free consultation. And on our website, if you come in um, or by phone by the end of um, April, there's an incentive on both the comprehensive and the hourly rates. You can give us a call at 440-239-2090. That's 440-239-2090. We'll call you back on Monday or visit our website at financialfoodforthought.com. Any any email you get from the website, you're going to get a response. So if you don't, make sure you give us a call or resend it. All right. Listen to Mark Dolly and Kara Waddell, and we're the co-owners of the estate planning team. The estate planning team has been helping Cleveland families build custom financial plans for over 35 years. And over those decades, we've never had to deal with inflation. And we are dealing with it now. And we're working with all our clients. We're finding out, are they concerned to the point where they really do think they have to tighten their belt? Or are they just saying, I don't like it, but I ain't changing my lifestyle. Right. Um, You know, and, and, and don't ask your neighbor, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. you you have to kind of do this yourself. Um, and you can listen to the talking heads. I just went through pros. You know, there's no consensus mm-hmm. one way or the other. I mean, obviously, we will have another U.S. recession. Right. Whether it's in the next 18, 24 months, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But as you say, if you're worried about it, then build your plan R. And okay? see, okay, I need to adjust. I need to cut my discretionary by 20%. Maybe working with your investment advisor, maybe you shouldn't be taking on this much risk because you don't need to. So we always talk about three simple things to keep in mind if you want to protect your family from the next economic downturn, whether Mm -hmm. that be a stock market crash or a U.S. recession that usually brings with it a stock market decline. All right. The first thing is maintain an adequate cash reserve. All right. Um, That that gives you the flexibility to keep your lifestyle going. Or if you have an emergency expense, not that that ever happens with our clients, Carrie, right? But the idea is in, you don't have to then sell your stocks low if you don't want to because you can rely on the cash reserve and give time for your stocks to come back and then replenish your cash reserve at a future date, right? In the meantime, you're still collecting the dividends by if you're not selling those stocks low, right? Um, the second one is rebalance periodically. You know, the, the idea that, um, you know, that you are not um, taking on more risk than what you need to be okay. Mm-hmm. And so what, what, what's happened is, you know, prior to 2021, or I'm sorry, prior to 2022s, we've had this um, stock market decline. It's not a crash, you know, it's, it's a correction, but and it's come back since the low of this year already. Right. right? Um, but it's very volatile. But the idea is prior three years, 2021, 2020, and 2019, were all double-digit returns in the stock market. So, so a lot of people's investment allocation got out of whack. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe they're trying to target 60-40 or 50-50. But because interest rates are low, their fixed side didn't do as well. And because the market did so well, if they were tra- targeting 60-40, they may be closer to 65 or 70-30, mm-hmm. right? And now they've got a lot more risk. And the idea is, well, that's when you want to rebalance, right? Now, if you're using a professional investment advisor, remember, we don't manage client assets. But if you're using one, they are probably doing that for you already. Mm-hmm. If you're doing it yourself, you may or may not be doing it, uh, you know, but it, that's a good practice. 
And so the third one, so the three steps, one, maintain an adequate cash reserve. And if you're trying to say how much that is for you, again, you don't ask your neighbor what their cash reserve right. needs. You need to figure it out for yourself. Come see us if, you don't, if you're not comfortable on how to do that. Um, rebounds periodically. And the third thing is build your plan R. This time we're using it for recession, right? And say, okay, what if, you know, what if we had a, you know, negative downturn? Um, you, you know, would that affect? And so what you're doing is now you're running multiple models. Your plan A is your base case scenario where you're saying, okay, this is what I was thinking 12 months ago or whatever. And that plan was running fine. By the way, if your plan A isn't running fine, you're not done with plan A yet. Right. Okay. You And if you don't have a custom or you don't have a formal written plan, I don't know how you know right. how to adjust. Um, but now, so now let's say plan A is working. So now you go in and say, okay, I'm going to run plan B or plan R, I'm calling it, and I'm going to mark in an economic downturn. And and how would you do that? Well, typically how we do at a state planning team, I mean, again, it depends on how much of your total investments are in you know, risk positions, right? Mm-hmm. You're not, you know, hopefully you're not 100% stocks. Some people are. They're going to eat the whole, you know, downturn, right? If we have a stock market crash. But if, you know, it's the idea that if you're, uh, you know, 50 50, um, 50% growth, 50% fixed, and we have a 20%, you know, stock market crash, you may be down 10%, right? Mm-hmm. So in that year, you think that's going to happen. You don't assume your typical 5% rate of return. You assume a 10% loss. And then maybe the next year you assume zero gain. Mm-hmm. In other words, we're maybe we're coming out, but not fully rebounded yet. And then maybe the next year you may assume I'm going to get maybe half of what I normally get, maybe two or three percent gain. And then maybe by the fourth year, you're back to five. That would just be an example of how you would model in. And you can model in have, whatever you want. Whatever you want. It's your okay. plan. Um, and 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 the idea of that is that gives you, uh, 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 it leaves you, and, and then you see. In a decision-making mode, I think right. you're. Because what it does is, it, it see, if we have an economic downturn, it may not really affect your life this year or next year. In a weird way, it just affects how long your money is lasting. Mm-hmm. In other words, let's say your plan A, you were running out to age 90. Do I, 95, do I hear 100? Mm-hmm. What was your peace of mind? So now you want to know if I have this economic downturn in the next year or two and I don't want to cut any of my spending. Right. Remember, we're just doing this on paper to figure out, does my money still last? Mm-hmm. Did I, do I have enough cushion in my plan that the money, or, or, well, no, it's no longer lasting to 95, it's lasting to 93. Okay, I still feel okay about that. Right. Or it's no longer lasting to age 90. It's running out at 84. Oops. Or some people who come in that are really worried, even when we run it to age 100, they have 2 million of productive assets and, or they from starting with, and then we run a worst case, they still have a million. So they're not even close. And here they are worrying and thinking, I'm not going to go on these trips. I'm not going to get a new car. I'm going to hold off on all these other things that you want to do that they don't even have to. It doesn't impact them. Right. So those are the things that you can model in and and you can also make assumptions about inflation. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, and how transitory or how embedded you, mean you it's think. not in transitory anymore, is it? <laughs> but the, but so that's where, where you may say, well, I think there's going to be an elevated inflation maybe for the next three or four years, mm-hmm. six, seven, you name a number. And then. I want the robot to then assume we're back to a more traditional or the right. target, which I don't believe the maybe you don't believe you know Federal Reserve's two percent target, but maybe you're back to three or three and a half what you were using before. That's a way, so you can also model that in, and that gives you a more realistic, and that's what mm-hmm. we kind of help our clients do. Right, and call the estate planning team for a free, no obligation, no pressure consultation by phone or in person. Our number is four four zero. 239-2090 or visit our website at financialfoodforthought.com. All right, Mark, are you going to make us laugh now? Well, you... you or smile? You, you're, you saw, you handed me something here, Carrie, that you I found. Did. The Hollywood Squares. Mm-hmm. Do our listeners... Oh, yeah, our listeners remember right. the Hollywood Squares. Their children don't, but... Uh, oh, so this is some of the classic... What is this, Carrie? Some of the classic... Answers. 
answers that the comedians gave on Hollywood Square. That show was great. And this was before Karen, I, I everything was I don't was know if I can censored. even read this on some the air. Them, some of them I know are a little... Uh, but you know what? That was a time where nothing was offensive. That everybody right. was fair game. B- before we all woke cancel, up, right? Right, our cancel culture now. All right. So if you are easily offended by off-color humor, you want to change the station <laughs> right now. Right. <laughs> I'm not going to try to read... Okay, so let me see if I can read one here. Um Okay. Uh, all right. Charlie. So they're asking um, Charlie Weaver. Remember Charlie? Okay, yeah. They're gonna, Charlie, you just decided to grow strawberries. Are you going to get any in the first year? What do you think he said? Charlie answered, of course not. I'm too busy growing strawberries. I, I love that. Okay, um, I love that show. I mean, they were... Okay, um, Paul Lynn, he was a classic, Oh, my right? gosh, he was hilarious. Okay, um, so they asked Paul Lynn, Paul, when you pet a dog on its head, he will wag his tail. What will a goose do? What did Paul say? Whatever it is. Or no, okay, what is it? Okay, okay, what will a goose do? Is it make him bark? Yeah. <laughs> okay, I kind of screwed up that one. Okay, that was the, okay, um... Okay, back in, they asked uh, George Goebel. Remember, he was an old guy. They asked George Goebel. Back in the old days, when great-grandpa put horseradish on his head, what was he trying to do? Get it in his mouth? Oh, that one's not too bad. <laughs> okay. Um, um, I know you're trying to sniff, sift through the ones that might yeah, be a I little too much some, um, for our listeners. Okay, uh, okay they asked uh, Rosemarie, right? Okay. According to Cosmopolitan... If you meet a stranger at a party and you think that he is attractive, is it okay to come out and ask him if he's married? What did Rosemary say? No, wait till morning. <laughs> um, okay, here's another one for George Goebel. Um, what are do it, I can help, and I can't get enough? Hmm. I don't know, but it's coming from the next apartment. Yeah, that's a good one. Some of them I wish I wouldn't have heard like they had put on this what the real answers were or what the correct <laughs> answer was. Um, all right, so here's one. Marty Allen, he was another great one. I don't remember who that. I probably know him Marty if I Allen, saw him. Marty Allen, he was kind of like, he kind of, he was a, he was a big, big guy. He kind of had like a weird Afro okay. hair. And he was kind of like bald, but kind of like an Afro. He okay. Was, I, if I, mean, I saw him, I probably. I mean, he, you know, and, and so uh, he had a great laugh. Um Okay, so they, uh, what did they ask Marty Allen? Okay, oh, so, so Marty, okay. Can boys join the campfire girls? Oh, okay. Only after lights out. <laughs> That's funny. I know, Mark, I had to look him up. I know exactly who he is. Um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, so those were some of the things that, uh, oh, I could I could read these all day. And if you want, yeah, Google, if you will, like Hollywood Square's best. There's some really good ones there. They asked Charlie Weaver, Charlie, if you're going to make a parachute jump, at least how high should you be? Charlie Weaver said, three days of steady drinking should do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. All right. Get us out of here. All right. Have a good weekend. And you can call, again, the estate planning team at 440-239-2090 or visit financialfoodforthought.com. All right. Keep smiling. Have a good weekend and enjoy the games. Tune in next week for more Financial Food for Thought. For more information about the show, for estate planning or upcoming seminars, call the estate planning team at 440-239-2090. Thanks for listening.